One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. One of the most harrowing interviews I've ever heard was the one that Gareth did while I was in hospital. Gareth did an interview with Ashling McAvoy from Glenmire. She lives in Copper Valley View in Riverstown, Glenmire, and she has her little business there, Vision of Beauty, Beauty Salon. Ashling had been wiped out, just wiped out for the second time. Uh, her house was flooded also seven years ago and you can find that interview on our podcasts from from last month but I went back down to Copper Valley View yesterday and I visited Ashling again to see how things are going. Ashling when you spoke to Gareth last month people were ringing us and messaging us to know is is she all right you weren't where you were broken you had an awful experience yeah um well i still feel upset and angry that this has happened to us for a second time and i feel stressed and worried that it'll happen again for a third time and i feel that we've been forgotten about and kind of defeated really at the moment like I feel like the whole world is still turning and I'm not in it because I'm stuck here being held hostage by the weather like Halloween has passed us by and Christmas is coming and when I see the decorations around the place it just makes me sad because I'm just sick with worry because Mm. I don't know what kind of Christmas we're going to have We're sitting here in your kitchen um, and you've had a month of trying to clean it up and you're still, you're only scratching the surface. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I've had to detach myself now from the situation to be allowed to be able to talk kind of at all rationally because um, I know some of the other neighbours can't even talk. They're so upset and distressed. Mm. And I just feel like I've had to kind of block all that out so that I can even try to talk to you about it now. Yeah, your, your, your husband was saying to me there a while ago, you, you don't sleep when you hear rain you can't sleep when you hear the rain no god when it's raining you're likely to go outside and meet a half the neighbors pacing up and down beside that stream everyone is living in fear you know we don't know when it's going to happen again and especially with all these weather warnings that are coming at us every other day what's been happening for the last month um in terms of aid has some has anyone come to help you um well 
Initially, we were told that it was the humanitarian fund that was going to help us out. So we were invited over to the scout hall one day. And um, on that day, we were given a payment that was in and around kind of 700 euros. Some families got it less than that. Some families got more than that. It was based on kind of, you know, who you had living in the house, the number of children that you had. So it was kind of a social welfare payment on that behalf and it was meant to be kind of to deal with the immediate aftermath of the floods it was for um you know replacing your pots and pans and that that you'd have in the lower drawers in your kitchen Mm -hmm. and in my case um if you remember the story i had called my two girls out of school to come and help me so they were up to their neck in water wearing their school uniforms and they had their school bags on their back so like it was about replacing school uniforms and shoes and the pots and pans so like it didn't even start anything towards working on the house a few hundred quid would so, barely pay for the uniforms and stuff yeah definitely and um, I think people are under the impression that there was a bigger payment made on that day but it certainly wasn't for the people of Glamire anyway um, and there's been nothing since we've spent the last month just it's been up to us to go to our own credit union accounts and try to fund this any way we can. When Michal Martin came to visit us in the, the immediate aftermath and he um, he listened when I told him that I felt that the humanitarian fund, the application form, like the document itself was unfit for purpose. Like, in all fairness, the document requires two builders' quotes covering all structural damage, three months' bank statements for all accounts. What, this is to get the humanitarian Yeah, package. Yeah, just to get it started off. Um, it's three most recent pay slips and your PPS numbers, a copy of your insurance policy stating that you're not covered for flood damage, photos and videos to prove that you actually were flooded, um, and that's just to start the process. So, like... I thought they said they were going to make it easy for people, actually. They did say that, but what they said and what they did have been two different things. <laughs> so now we're still trying to assess the damage and gather quotes, and we're looking outside when it rains to see if we need to put out sandbags and take precautions. And then we're inside trying to fix up our homes, and we're trying to work... Um, and still manage everything else that needs to be done in in our normal lives. So it's actually impossible to try to find peace and clarity in our minds to actually sit down and fill out that document under these circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like we're, what, we're just five and a half weeks now to Christmas. There's no way you'll have this done, is there? Absolutely no way now at this stage. So, well, how, What stage are you at? I know this plaster has been done and the place is dry at least, but where, 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 are you, where do you stand and how are you paying for it? Well, we're paying for it out of our own credit union. At this stage, you know, we've got loans out. Now, the kitchen is proven a big problem at the moment because you will see there where we pulled out the washing machine and the dishwasher and those mm. appliances like the kind of space in the kitchen like the carcass of the kitchen just kind of swelled where they came out of, of that you couldn't get something in all oh, the cabinets are swollen from water that's it and um, like last week there's the carcass underneath the fridge 
kind of disintegrated and the fridge dropped down so that's kind of makeshift but I mean at the minute we're managing with the sockets there above the counter level and we can plug in like a kettle and an air fryer it's a blessing that your husband is an electrician that that helps doesn't it (laughs) yeah he's handy so it definitely helps um like that's the like he had hurt his back and he was he couldn't bend or stoop down and he was trying to fix Mm. the sockets above the counter level and by the time we got three weeks in last week I was coming home and he was lying on the flat of his back Mm -hmm. and trying to lean into the lower sockets and try to fix them because basically we don't know where we'll get money to pay anybody else to come in and help with with any of the work. I understand the credit unions have been very good to people but that money has to be found to give back as well. That's it, it still has to be paid back and there are loans like that we we've never intended to get like I'm a responsible parent and I have three teenagers so like any other working class parent I've been doing my best to put away money from my kids college fees since the day that they were born and now this is also going to be used against me when I'm means tested Um, hold on hold on your savings for your kids college will be put against you for a means test yeah because you've got to kind of you know you've got to declare any money that you have in any bank account that you own so like I feel because of this means test like I've lost my home so I've lost my past I've lost my present because I have to spend all my time fighting for my rights here and now they're going to rob me of my children's futures as well um, and you know that could even get worse again than what happens if there's a third flood after this where's where's that funding going to come from um, and that's very possible over the next few months like you've no insurance here in the house you've no flood insurance ever was no we've no flood insurance because we it's our second time being flooded so yeah, we you've shown me that will go then. so this is the second time and yeah the first time it came up to maybe what a foot up the wall it came to about three steps on the stairs right and this time it it was higher again right yeah the pictures I've seen the pictures of Dominic out the back up to his waist in water in the the back garden yeah it was just unbelievable you see the last time it was a drain that was blocked out in the road essentially and that's what flooded us like the road became a river and that's what came into us but this time it's completely different because the river actually did burst its bank and it was like a tsunami what came into us yeah because i was parking by the river a while ago and i looked down it you literally are like feet away from this torrent that just came into your house now you said that Michal Martin came down and that you met him and you were talking to him did he come in did anyone he come did. in Michal and Martin around? came in where you he was sitting where you were well he wasn't sitting because there was nowhere to sit but he was like um, he did have a look around and he did like he did seem very sympathetic and he kind of said all the right things that we wanted to hear at the time he was going to tear up the humanitarian document and uh, kind of resubmit something new but it kind of stopped there when he once he left yeah that was the last we heard and that was the last that was done so like it's the the issue of the risk of future flooding is big for us now here um i know there's other estates here in glamire and they were given a pump that if there's um if there's a weather warning they can pump the water off you know into the park and save their houses but 
that won't even work for us here because we have no land to pump the water off to. Mm-hmm. There is a flood relief um, plan in place. Yeah, I have the documents and, the, and there's, there's drawings and all. Now, they, that now, nothing, there's been no move on that. That's been there for years. They don't move. Well, it, there is movement on it, actually. They've begun it over there by Hazelwood. Right. But it's just, in the plans, it was, um, was going to be two to two and a half years before it came over here outside Copper Valley. And we did meet with Saracens and the city engineer, and they have both agreed to accelerate that plan. Mm. They are willing to start it over here in July 2024. And the reason for it being in July is because the fishery board actually has a ban on any work being done in the water until July. What? So essentially the fish are more important than us at the moment. So. Hang on a second. Now, your, your house has been waist deep in water. There's a plan in place that would prevent that happening. The city engineers are willing to accelerate that Quick move, stop me if I'm wrong here now. No, you're But because of fish, they can't start quickly. That's exactly it. They said it was illegal to do any work in the water before the 1st of July. So, yeah, it sounds like a joke. How does that feel? It feels like a joke. It doesn't feel real. You know, like, I don't know, if we put on fish costumes and jumped into the water, maybe it might accelerate it. But, you know, all jokes aside, it's beyond ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So the next issue is we have no kind of emergency plan in place. So if... There is to be a heavy rainfall between now and whatever stage after July that that work is um, is being carried out. There is nothing in place. So this is where now I'm saddened to tell you that we are desperate here and that we've been forced to set up a GoFundMe page. We would have had nothing at all if it wasn't for the goodwill of our own community and now we're being forced to ask for their help again Mm. and I I just think this isn't fair Who has set up the GoFundMe and what's it for? So the GoFundMe is set up for us to be able to purchase some kind of a barrier for the entrance to the estate like there'll be no money whatsoever out of that GoFundMe will go into any individual home Mm -hmm. like we're all planning ourselves to purchase our own flood barriers for our driveways Mm -hmm. and do the work you know between the houses where we'll have to build walls and we'll have to do work on the drainage you know getting non-return valves and that before we start on the rebuild of our houses and we've all agreed that we're going to try to fund that ourselves Mm -hmm. but there is no point in us saving up our money and starting that work if we have no protection from the entrance to the estate. Mm -hmm. So the GoFundMe um, account is essentially just to give us protection at the at the entrance to the estate. How does it feel to have to do that as a group of people here? It's it's awful. Like I mean, it's a month in now, and we've only just set it up just out of sheer desperation. Because as I say, like there was no one coming to help us. The pe- any help that we have got has just been the goodwill of our own people, and to feel that a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. We have to go back and ask them. I mean, we're all we're all working class people here. We've never asked for anything ever in our lives, mm. and now we feel that we have to just beg to just you know if you can just help us with this entrance to the estate because if that's not done, there's such a high chance that we will be flooded again for a third time. We're only into November. It's been a wet summer. There's so many odds against us mm-hmm. that really, like, we can't sleep, we can't rest until we have some form of protection. It's almost like there was huge interest in you while the water was halfway up the wall. Now that the water is gone, so has all the interest. At least that's what it looks like to me. And that's what it feels like. And I think, you know, when they started to talk about the humanitarian fund and taking out all the loops that people had to jump through and everything, that everyone seems to have assumed that we were sorted out. I think the other issue is when people drive past the estate, I suppose you do see lights on upstairs and, you know, we are trying to live here in the houses. So I think people have just assumed everything what else are you supposed out. to do for guts I'm, well I mean the reality of it I'm, I work late nights like I, I've been getting home there at, you know it's been after nine there some nights and like the house is dark everyone's upstairs it's like walking into a building site mm-hmm. so I can come in and turn on the kettle and you know make myself a cup of soup and like last week we didn't have we were sitting here now on the garden <laughs> the patio furniture but like last week you come in and it was you know make yourself a cup of soup and then I'm standing there at the worktop and I'm saying to myself you know will I stand here now after standing all day and just drink this soup or will I bring it up to my bed with me mm. and if you decide you're going to bring it up to the bed with you it's like you know you get up to the landing and you're trying to walk along sideways passing out everything you know thrown in boxes and you can just about find your bed and sit there and you go do you know what I don't even want that cup of soup anymore and then you're trying to sleep and there's like so many things going around on in your head you know if it's raining forget it because you're up looking out the window and you might as well have a community meeting outside there in front of the stream because we're all be an awful the sense thing. Of, there must be an awful sense of helplessness Ashling, when it does rain you must get scared Oh, you definitely get scared. And you like the only thing is 
that there is like there's 23 houses here flooded now this time and like we're all looking at each other we all have the same expression on our faces and at least you know I think we're all going through phases someone you know might turn up and they're like having a look they might come into me for a look at my house and go or what are you doing with this or that or I might be down to them saying you know coming up with ideas how are we going to fix it what's the point in doing any of it but at least like we're all kind of bleeding the same blood here like we're all in the same situation Mm -hmm. and at least while we're here we have each other to kind of bounce off and try to pick each other up as we go along like behind every single house like I know everyone over here and there's there's a different story playing out behind every door there you know normal life is continuing on like there's one house there's a there's a girl and she's trying to do her leaving search and you're looking at you know we've already had a month of upheaval this isn't going to be fixed this side of christmas you know the last time it took five months and we were insured so i'm expecting it to be even slower this time mm. like she's going to be on top of her leaving cert how are you one, one of yours is it no not one of mine it's one of the neighbors but i know i've had, i had two of mine i had junior and leaving cert last year and i know what it's like in in a house to have you know the whole house is doing the exam with the child that's right i mean for her to try to study in that house in these conditions and in behind every door here there's another story playing out you know mm-hmm. everybody has their normal life to cope with and you're still trying to go to work I mean, we, I mean if it's raining we're standing out there going actually can we go to work if you don't go to work you don't get paid which adds to the stress again because mm-hmm. how are you going to fund anything yeah. so it's like despair all around really from where we're sitting I can see your little business outside in the back now you're not able to use that right now because people would be coming through a building site but you did get somewhere else to work I did and I was so lucky like you know the entire community and that's that's why I really didn't want to go down the GoFundMe route because the community have been amazing and they did allow me to take over a room down there in the Glamire GAA hall and it's like like that's my silver lining in all of this because at least I can you know walk away from here and I can go over there and I can you know get on with my day's work and then when I come back here I just continue there's nights there I've finished work at nine o'clock and I'm back over here on my hands and knees trying to scrape the plaster off of the walls or the floors and just continue to go until you just you know it's not like you can sit down anywhere anyway you work until you're ready to sleep and you try to go to bed and you can't sleep anyway so up early hours of the morning and you just continue it's it's like you did nothing the day before you're constantly back at square one it's trauma this is trauma yeah yeah I, I, it is I think like I feel when I'm talking to you now that I'm talking about someone else I think I'm talking on behalf of everyone else and it nearly doesn't feel like it actually happened to me at all because I've had to go through the story I suppose dealing with the public in the beauty salon and everything I've been asked over and over about the flooding and different things and it's like I have to detach myself from it so that I can actually talk to it without crying to every person I meet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're holding it together so. really well. Um, we chatted about Dominic, your husband, and you know he's doing his best being an electrician, but he has a bad back. Your, your kids were in around chatting a while ago. How are they doing? How are they handling this? 
I find it's, it's much harder on the kids this time like mine they were all primary school seven years ago so like you could give them out to you know send them off on a play date whilst behind the scenes we were running around getting our quotes and sorting things out and like we had insurance the last time and we were really lucky that the holiday homes down in, in Vienna Woods were available and we had, we were moved down there so the kids really you know the, yeah they were traumatised at the start the last time from having to be taken out the windows and taken away on people's backs and stuff but this time like they're so aware of it like I had to take them into town after the flood there and, and rebuy. I mean, it was only October. I'd only bought their new uniforms and their shoes and everything. Mm. And look, like, it wasn't that they got wet. This was the sewers that they were walking in. They mm. were up to their necks in it. So I had to replace this, the uniforms and the jackets and the school shoes. And one of my daughters turned around to me and she said, Mom, I'll do without a jacket, you know. You can use that money towards a washing machine. Oh, God. And you're going, this is the reality. There's another child down the road, a little six-year-old, and last week she wrote a letter to the tooth fairy and she was asking the tooth fairy, you know, not to leave her money to give the money to her mom and dad because they got flooded. Oh you know, a six-year-old writing to the tooth fairy about the floods, it's, it's sad. For kids to be, to be looking at it that way, I don't know, it's like Halloween ended and on the 1st of November it turned into Christmas. And I know, like, one of mine was at a disco there for Halloween and they were having, you know, they had, um, they started playing Christmas songs after midnight and then it was Christmas and they were saying, you know, can the Christmas trees go up? And I'm like, oh We are exactly God, like, <laughs> It's just surreal to even think that Christmas is around the corner yeah. because... Yeah. I know I know we're laughing here, but there must be moments in the last month or so when you kind of said, well, either we laugh or we start crying again. There's been a lot of them. The whole thing just sounds so unbelievable. That, and there's just, it's like, I don't know, it's like an onion there. There's so many layers to it and so many different angles that have to be fought. Mm-hmm. We all love our homes. We all love to sit in our homes and look around at what we've done as a family and what we've built and what we've made for ourselves. It must break your heart to sit here and look at this. It's just unbelievable. Like, I was only 23 years old when I got the mortgage on this house. Like, we've had 20 years of everything that we've had has been put into, into the house. And, you know, there was times we didn't go on the, the mad holidays or we didn't do anything like myself and Dominic. We were both young when we met and basically our whole life savings has gone into this house mm-hmm. uh, and been replaced only seven years ago. And to, to think like that we've had to do it, like actually, <laughs> ironically, it's, it's my birthday tomorrow and I was meant to be going away for the weekend with a school friend that I know since I'm four. And it's like... <laughs> It was meant to be the first time in 40 years that I've ever gone away with the girl and sure, that's gone out the window now as well with everything else. It's like, everything has stopped. It's like, I don't know, I feel like maybe I should have partied on there for the last 20 years and spent every penny I owed because, like, what was the point in doing anything with this house? And the other thing is, like, you know, if we get flooded for a third time, 
I've been told that the strop, like our house is described as being substantially flooded now twice. Yeah. So if it's to be re-flooded in the next couple of months, then, you know, there's so much damage to the structure of the house at that point that I'm being told that the houses, that there'll be some of us will need to be knocked to the ground. Oh, God. So, I mean, where, where do you go with that? Where do you go? I don't know. Do you just live with it as it is and <laughs> get on with it? I don't know. You met Michal Martin at the yeah. time. Um, if he is listening, and they do in his office, and he gets to hear of the stuff that we talk about on the show, address him directly, Ashling. Take a minute. Address Mr. Martin directly. God, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, well, he, he, you know, you came down to our house and you did visit us, you spent time with us and you did look so sympathetic for us and, you know, you did agree that that humanitarian fund was unfit for purpose and I remember when, when he was here, I couldn't even find a pair of shoes to put on and I was telling him there's no way like I can find the mindset to fill out a document like that right now. And he did. He agreed it was unfit for purpose and that he was going to rewrite a new document without the loops. Uh, he was also going to look at the whole insurance situation and I just want to say, look, we're weeks out for Christmas. You can see you, everything is at a, at a standstill. So I would just like to know that we have some security that, you know, we're going to get some help from somewhere. I just want to say, look, Mr. Martin, Michal, can you please, please do something for us before this happens again? Just please put some emergency measures in place so that we can sleep at night and let us know that there's some help or some funding on the way. Ashley, I wish you well. I, I really do wish you luck with, with, the, with the months ahead. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time and thanks for being so responsive to every call and message that's been sent between yourself and Fargal and I know like it, it hasn't been a, a nine to five job either for you answering messages from me but you've answered everything and like you've been on the ball with it all and you out of everyone else outside of the community you know it has felt like you actually did care well, we did and we do and we, well, we'll talk again Ashley thank you very much that's Ashley McAvoy with me yesterday in her house in uh, Copper Valley, she's given me details of some fundraisers which will be happening over the next couple of weeks. And I promise I'll give them uh, to you. But to spend half an hour, nearly an hour in the house uh, was... <laughs> when you have a house of your own that is warm and dry and watertight um, and you go down and see what an influx of water can do, you go, oh my God, oh my God. You've no idea until you're sitting there. And I also want to mention uh, my three new friends that I made yesterday. I don't mean the rest of the family. Well, I do mean the rest of the family. The little white rabbit, whose name I didn't get. The little guinea pig who went hiding. And my beautiful new friend, Bailey the dog. Corks 96 FM.